Welcome back to another episode of Help from the Line podcast, where we get real about mental health in the fire service and public safety. Our goal, to change the status quo, one conversation at a time. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Help from the Line. So today was a very strange day. Uh, today was a very hard day. Today was a very draining day. And then I mean, there's a reason for that. And I knew that it was coming. I knew that it was coming actually all week. Uh, this week was kind of a, a strange week for me in the thought and knowing that the three-year anniversary of the incident that caused uh, all of my personal mental health problems was coming up. And today was the day that, uh, you know, marked the anniversary and is the anniversary. So here on the podcast tonight, what I would like to talk about, and I know that it's not something that, uh, you know, we've covered here on the show. It's not something that I've really brought out on, on what it is, what it is for me, what they are for me, as I should say. Uh, but I think that after, you know, kind of the day that I had personally, I, I kind of think that we needed to go over this and I know that some other people have, and it's been great. Um, let's go over triggers. If I don't, you know, blow the sound out of my mic, let, let's go over triggers. So this is something that is different for everybody. It's never something that I can come to you guys and say, Hey, you know, here's what they are. Here's what yours are, because that's not just that's not how it is. That's not the truth. Everything is different for everybody and everyone's triggers are going to be different. It, it really comes down to the event for that individual. And then after that, you know, because of that event, what is going to cause uh, individual triggers uh, in relation to the events that that person has had? So first, let's let's start with that conversation of what are triggers. So triggers are uh, certain things that correlate to an event, usually a traumatic event, that brings an individual back to that experience or, or starts to make them re-experience it. So it, it could be a sight. It could be a smell. It could be a feeling. It could be, you know, really anything that reminds an individual of the traumatic experience that they went through. And that's why it's going to be so different for everybody is because it is directly going to correspond to what that person has gone through. So there's internal triggers and there's external external triggers. So some of the internal triggers that people people go through are, you know, anger, anxiety, feeling abandoned, feeling lonely, feeling out of control, feeling vulnerable, frustration, memories. Memories is always a big one. Uh, muscle tension, pain, racing heartbeat, sadness. So these are all things that, you know, the person can feel that is a trigger to them that brings them back to that traumatic event that they had and causes a stress response in the body. Most common triggers that we think about when something triggers us, 
So we really think about there's that external trigger and then the external trigger stimulates the internal trigger. That's how I've always thought about it. You know, and here's some of the things that are external triggers. Anniversaries. Anniversary of uh, of a date. An event that happened on this day. And you know, that's a big one. An argument. Certain smells. The ending of a relationship. Holidays. Different things that you read in a, in a news article on the internet. You know, those can, it can cause a traumatic event. Especially if it reminds you of your initial traumatic event. Seeing someone who reminds you of a person that is connected to your traumatic event. A specific place. Watching a movie or television show that reminds you of your traumatic event. And, you know, really witnessing anything that then reminds you of that traumatic event. So my big triggers personally, my biggest one today, anniversary date. Today's the third year since the event happened. And coming up into today, you know, I I said earlier that this week was kind of hard. So let's kind of backtrack and, and start on that. So Sunday into Monday, I you know, started to get a bit of an anxious feeling, didn't quite feel right. And I knew exactly what it was from. I knew right away what it was from. And it was because I knew that 528 was, you know, the anniversary of this incident. And, you know, for those of you that are new, that are more keeping up with the newer episodes, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go back to episode seven I go over everything that happened uh, and, you know, you'll kind of be clued in then to just come straight back here and and know what's going on. So going back to the beginning of the week, I knew that it was coming. I started to feel a bit anxious and I did what I shouldn't have done. And I know that and and anyone that's listening to this, you're going to know it too you know, what did I do this week? I tried to glaze over it all. I tried to, you know, suppress it, put it down. It's going to be okay. I know this is coming. I know why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. And, you know, I I really tried to pull it back, back down. So, you know, Monday was kind of an off day. It wasn't necessarily a bad day. It was just an off day. I just didn't feel the greatest all day. You know, I was kind of starting to get in that funk. And I knew it was coming. Tuesday was a bit worse. Uh, A lot of the day Tuesday, I just felt that I was in a hole. I didn't want to do anything. Um, You know, so I started to do a little bit of focus on self-care and making sure that, you know, I was taking care of myself, that I was feeling okay then, you know, and and I took some time then Tuesday night, you know, to spend time with the family, to do the more self-care stuff, to get my mind off of, you know, what was starting to loom and I knew that it was it was coming. And, you know, I was able Tuesday night to sit down with my wife and have a conversation with her. And I don't know, you know, she's been working a ton lately, which, uh, yeah, there's nothing I can say about that. My wife is a hard worker. She does her job. She does her job well. So she's been working a ton. I've been working a ton. You know, we haven't really been able to, to set our schedules together, per se. Uh, and... I remember we had gotten the kids down to bed 
you know, she was getting ready for bed. I jumped in the shower quick and I came out of the shower and uh, that's when she realized that something was wrong, you know, and she, she, she asked me straight up and, and, you know, it was a good thing. You always ask people if, you know, if you have a loved one that's going through them through this, ask them what's wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. So my wife just looks at me and goes, Tyler, what's wrong? And I I looked up at her and right then she knew. She goes, uh, is it this week? And I said, yes, it's Friday. And, you know, okay. You know, she's like, well, we're not, we're not getting back into that funk. So come here, let's talk about this. And, and we were able to. So then on Tuesday night, I was able to, you know, sit down a little bit and write out how I was feeling. And I, and I did that publicly on my Instagram, on, on the show's Instagram, on the help from the line Instagram. I wrote this out and it, and it made me feel better. And there's a reason that I that I wrote this out and that I did it publicly because a lot of times I would just write this down, you know, sit at my desk, write this down, type it out, and I would keep this to myself. But with what we as a whole, you know, what this whole community of people that that I've gotten to know, that I've gotten to talk to, you know, you guys that follow the show, we're doing this together. We're trying to change the status quo, the stigma that the American Fire Service has set on mental health. We're trying to change this. So yes, some of these more personal feelings that I'm having, I need to make them open. I, you know, so this is to let all of you know that it is okay to have these feelings, that it's okay to talk through it, that it's, it's okay. It's all okay. So Tuesday night, here's what I put on Instagram. With a picture of me directly following the incident, I was exhausted mentally, physically, and, and, and that's what that picture is that's on there. This is uh, coming back to the station, you know, after cleaning up the incident scene after 26 operational hours. So here is my letter to the, the kid that this happened to. Kid, I never knew you. Our paths had never crossed before that day. The day that changed everything for so many people. The day that even now, three years later, I still get knots in my stomach just thinking about it approaching. Although we never knew each other in this life, you have changed mine in so many ways. The outcome of that day was written in the stars long before either of us were on this earth. I have come to terms with what happened and know that nothing could have changed the outcome. With the anniversary of your death rapidly approaching, like a freight train out of control, and that though even every year, I don't want the anniversary to come, there's nothing I can do to stop it. Even though there were some dark times in the days, weeks, months, and years following your death, I want to let you know that it was not all in vain. Although I never met you, I have learned so much from you. Here's what I've learned. I cannot control everything. Some things 
need to be left to the big man. I can't blame myself when there was nothing I can change. I learned patience with myself. I learned that it's okay to cry. Sometimes falling to your knees and praying is all that you can do. I learned how to cope with what happened. I've learned to smile more and worry less. That life is short. Love the ones around you. That alcohol does not fix a thing. And most importantly, through everything, I learned more about myself than I ever would have. Although I still think about you daily, most days is not with tears. Most days are giving a fluttering thought about you for the motivation to help others, to strive for greatness in what I do, to change the status quo. Although I never knew you, I thank you. Until we meet, kid. Tyler. Doing that, writing that letter, was self-care. Sometimes we have to do things that get our internal thoughts out of our mind and allow us to open up on them. Like I said, I made this public because of what we are trying to accomplish, because of what I'm trying to accomplish with this podcast, because of what guys like Kenny Mitchell are trying to accomplish. Like, first due to success is trying to accomplish and so many more uh, my mind's a collier's mansion he's doing the same thing these guys have been through it we've all had problems and now what what are we trying to do we're trying to make this a conversation that we can openly have in the firehouse so anniversary big trigger for me after i posted that on tuesday night though i felt okay wednesday i felt great wednesday so you know here's kind of that ebb and flow of what we go through and the different triggers that we can have wednesday i felt good i felt like tuesday night i got what i needed to get off my chest off my chest i i was able to <laughs> i was able to cry a little bit while i was writing it do a little bit of self-reflection and Wednesday, I, I felt good. I, I, you know, I, I, I didn't really sleep Sunday night or Monday night. I finally got some sleep Tuesday night and Wednesday was feeling good. Yes. Just like every other day, I still gave it a, you know, a quick thought at one point throughout the day. I know that I did. And Okay. Let's, let's go on. You know, these, these things that happen to us, we're never just going to get over them and forget about them. That, that's not the way that this works, unfortunately. But we learn how to cope with them. And we learn how to still deal with them inside our heads daily. And that's okay. <clears throat> so, Wednesday, felt good. Felt good all day Wednesday. Felt good Wednesday night. Um... When, you know, when it was time to go to bed on Wednesday night, I, I just, I was a little uh, anxiety driven. I it just didn't, didn't really want to go to sleep. I attributed that to, well, you know, I spent six years on a night shift schedule. Now I'm 
you know, back to being really a, a day shifter with school. And some nights I just, I can't fall asleep right away. Not a big deal. Um, finally, once I did fall asleep, I, I, I guess I felt okay. I, you know, I slept okay. Thursday, uh, coming into Thursday, I, I felt fine Thursday. Thursday was a good day. You know, I had class, so my mind was occupied. And 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 I knew that coming up on the anniversary Friday, that Thursday, I had so much going on that my, my mind was going to be able to stay occupied, and, and I was okay with that. Um, It was about midway through the day on Thursday that I started to get this built-in anxiety. So, you know, we talk about this internal triggers. I have an external one because I know the anniversary is coming up. It was the next day, you know, it was today. And Thursday afternoon, I started to feel this, this grow in anxiety. You know, once again, fall back to your self-care stuff. You know, I came home and did what I normally do. Spent time with my kids, spent time with my wife. Uh, you know, we watched my, my boys and I watched a movie and, and it was okay. Um, throughout the night, everything was fine. Got, got a good night's sleep, got up this morning. This morning was actually a, a really good morning. I got, I got up this morning, got my kids up, got my kids off to the babysitter. Uh, you know, I went to work with how, you know, crazy everything is right now. Um, I, I picked up an, another little part-time job delivering pizzas. It's great. Uh, so, so, so I go to work doing that. Um, and then then I, I got a bit of a shock. So I go to work. I knew that I worked today. I knew that, you know, kind of my plan was, you know, fill my day with work and that would kind of keep my mind off of things. It would keep me preoccupied and the day would go fairly smooth. And that was, that was right. First trigger anniversary. I was trying to suppress it. Okay. And then I, I got some downtime at the shop and I did what we always do. I opened up Facebook. Bad idea. Trigger. Big trigger. There was a picture posted on on Facebook that someone shared today that um, was a picture of the scene minutes, minutes after the body recovery. Now, this picture was not posted in a in a malicious way. It wasn't taken in a malicious way. Uh, so this was actually used by an area fire department uh, in a PSA, you know, to warn people of the dangers of, of a situation like this and uh, of fast moving water and so on and so forth. Uh, this learn this led to uh, being my most crushing trigger of of the day <laughs> um so uh, immediately i see this picture i i i knew you know i mean obviously i knew what it was um and the feelings that i had uh hit me 
like a absolute freight train. I went from being completely fine, you know, at the height of my day, I was feeling good to in a hole faster than I could even imagine to be. And it went from, I want, I want to try to ex- explain this feeling that I had uh, in the, in the best possible way that I can. I went from being completely okay to not in my stomach, felt the blood rush from my face. You know, it was that, that whole like fight or flight response. And I went from completely fine to can barely stand up in milliseconds. And I, it was noticed as, as much as I didn't want it to be. And I, it it was noticed. (laughs) So I see this picture. As soon as I see this picture, I click the side button on my iPhone. I turn that off. I don't want to see it. And my sister that was (laughs) sitting beside me, uh, knew that something was wrong right away. And she even tried to off play it to the other people that are around us. She looks at me and she goes, oh, your allergies getting you today. I see that your eyes are all red. (laughs) And it it was it it wasn't Uh, what it was, was I immediately started crying when this happened. I mean, it was like. Someone threw a water balloon and hit me in the face. I, I it was done. So. Anniversary already a trigger. I'd been triggered by it all week. And and now we have uh, the site, you know, so they, someone posts a picture, it shows the scene. And I knew this, the second that I saw it, the exact time when it was taken and what we were doing. No, I was not in this picture. I know exactly what I was doing when this picture was taken. And I, I, there was a few things that went through my mind right when that happened. And it, it, it was, I mean, they were good thoughts. One, I needed to call a guy that was with me all day that day. I need to text him. I need to make sure that he's okay. Second was reaching out to my support people. So, I reached out to my wife right away. I I needed her to know what was going on in case something went bad Two, my little brother. I reached out to him, let him know what what was going on. Hey, I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad time with this. And, and, you know, and, and yes, those people, you know, talk back and forth with me and and it does help you calm down. It just, it took a while. (laughs) So, when we get into these triggers and knowing that we are going to have triggers anytime that you have a traumatic event, something that has affected your mental health, there's going to be triggers triggers with it, even though you don't necessarily think that there will. I didn't think that there was going to be. I went from 2018 to 2020 without even realizing that there was a trigger. 
that I wasn't going to be triggered by anything. I knew that I was having a rough time. I knew that I was hiding a lot of stuff, but I didn't think that uh, something, something as small was going to, was going to trigger me. The night that I reached out to get help, I was triggered by the sound of water hitting a pot in my kitchen. So, let's talk about, let's continue with triggers, but we need to identify our triggers and we need to know what they are. And this is extremely hard. This is, this is going to be very hard. As we continue to go through our life, we, we don't necessarily know when this is going to come up. So trying to figure out what our triggers is going to be is going to be hard. But let's, let's talk about some things. So the first thing that we need to do in, in identifying our triggers is think about when our symptoms usually come up. So what are we doing? Uh, you know, and we need to ask ourselves some of the following questions to identify the triggers. What types of situations are you in? What's happening around you? The emotions that you're feeling. The thoughts that you're experiencing. What does your body feel like? And sometimes you need to get a sheet of paper and you need to write all this stuff down. Because this and knowing this and knowing the answers to these questions are going to help you get into the next stage, which is coping with triggers. But let's continue to talk about identifying these triggers for a minute. Because when we are trying to identify them, like I said, it is very hard. And, you know, when we go through this, how, like, how do we really go through this? So anytime that you experience something that brings your mind straight back to that traumatic event. Write it down. Take a, a take a mental note of it. Hey, I was doing this and, and here, you know, this is where my where my thought process went, you know, and put that little detour that your mind just took to get back where you were. And when you do this and you're able to make that roadmap of what's going on, it's going to allow you to see okay, I was doing this, this happened, and okay, where where do I go next? Where do I need to go? Or where did I go? So now, let, you know, let's get to the, the coping part. There are ways of coping with triggers uh, and, and also a way to avoid them. Unfortunately, in the life that we live and how spontaneous things can be, such as mine, my stuff today, I didn't really put too much thought about opening up Facebook. I guess that I should have, you know, I should have had that beforehand thought that was, don't get on Facebook today. You know that there's a possibility of that coming up. And I did. I didn't think about it and I opened up Facebook and and this is what happened to me <laughs> and you know, it, it was bad. So it's, it's almost impossible to avoid your triggers altogether. You, you can't avoid your thoughts and emotions. You know, you can't avoid what really what you see, what you hear, it, it, you know, and 
that, that doesn't work. Let's be realistic in this. So, but let's talk about taking those steps to manage our environment. If something is going to trigger you, if you find out that something triggers you, and I, maybe you shouldn't go there. So, let's talk about this. I spent 20 some hours standing beside a creek, beside a low head dam. One of my initial triggers after this, and I, I didn't really think much of it at the time. I, I also wasn't actively seeking help or getting help at that time. Was creeks and, and, and rivers. I remember, and I, you know, I know that I talked about another episode. I remember, you know, taking my old, now my oldest son um, to a, a creek down near us and letting him play in it. And I, I lost myself. I stood there sobbing and it wasn't just a trigger of like emotion it was a trigger of a of a 100% flashback and i i guess i did, at that time i didn't really put two and two together that that being there was a trigger I eventually made my way past that trigger really by like immersion. I, we went there a lot. And you know, the first two or three times that we went there after this had happened, it was a train wreck for me. We would go there. I would ball. I would sob. I would get emotionally exhausted to the point that I would sleep the entire way home. It's about an hour from my house. I would sleep the entire way home, get home, wouldn't want to do anything, would be in a bad mood. Um, but then, you know, so there were some hiking areas down there, down, down near where we go. And my wife and I started to, you know, take the hikes. And eventually it became a way for, for me to then, then, then escape it. And uh, that was one trigger that I was able to get past. Uh, you know, there, there are still more, you know, I completely avoided one of the streets in the city today, uh, because it actually looks, uh, over, you know, across the field to where the instant scene is. I, I wouldn't even go out there today. Uh, and it, especially after this, you know, after, after I had this triggering event, I wasn't doing it. So, yeah, I mean, you could not go somewhere because you know that that's a trigger, but, as long as we know what it is and what it's going to do to us, it, we can we can help control it. So, and because we can't avoid all triggers, we have to learn these ways of coping with them. And they have to be effective. <laughs> and, and they definitely have to be healthy. Let's, let's talk about that one. Drinking is not coping with a trigger. And that's all I'm going to say. Go back, listen to other episodes. You'll know. Alcohol doesn't fix a thing, so don't even put it in your coping with triggers toolbox. You don't need it. So let's talk about what do you do and, and does help. Deep breathing. Let's go back to self-care. Deep breathing is big in self-care. Deep breathing. Expressive writing. Uh, what I did Tuesday night. 
you know, sometimes we have to write this stuff down, get it out of your head, put it on a piece of paper. Yes, you can go back to it later. Some people don't even like that. Write it down, drop your heart into it, crinkle up the paper, throw it right in the trash can. <laughs> Grounding. Um, this is actually one that I did get into. Um, and there's there's a ton of ways that you can ground yourself. So cold, things that are cold, um, things that are are salty or super sweet. So these are things that are going to take your thought process away from that trigger. Um, you know, so like take a packet of salt, dump it on your tongue. Yes, it it's not pleasant. Uh, but because of the saltiness and because of you doing that, it, it's going to take your thought process away from your trigger and, and away from the emotional response that you're having to, oh my gosh, I have a whole salt packet of sugar on my tongue. Um, and, and, and it actually does help. Relaxation techniques. So, you know, there are a, a ton of different ways that, that we can relax, uh, you know, meditation, you name it. I know that there's a ton of different ways that, that people find relaxing and, and people know different ways for them to relax. And I mean, that's relaxation. Uh, another thing for, for coping with, with your triggers um, is social support. And it, so throughout my day to day, I, I had to use a few different ways to cope with this. Grounding. Grounding was one of the ways that I used it. Uh, at the pizza shop, we have a walk-in cooler. I went in the cooler. It's cold. I, I You know, you can also be, be mindful. So this is reminding yourself of, of you uh, and, and knowing your emotions. A lot of times that goes out the door. I tried. It didn't work. Social support was actually a big one for me today. I I reached out to, you know, well, my sister was there with me. So I, you know, talked to her about it. I reached out to my wife. I reached out to my little brother. I reached out to the guy that was there with me. And I reached out to my best friend. One of my absolute best friends. And you know, he goes, so here's another big thing. When you, when you're going for that social support, it's never a bad thing to have either people that went through it with you or people that have been through the same thing. So I, I, I call this guy and I, you know, I say, listen, I, I'm, I'm having a bad day. This is what day it is. He's been working his ass off. He, don't barely knew what day it was, <laughs> you know, what day of the week it even was. Um, you know, and he's like, uh, I'm so sorry. Right there. First. It's not up for, to, to him to remember this. And I, and I, and I know that, and I understand that, uh, that genuine comment of, I am sorry helped you know so then it was what are your plans for today 
What are you doing the rest of the day? Um, you know, him and I work on the fire department together. He had just got home after working a shift and he said, listen, if you need me to turn back around and come back to the firehouse, I'll be there. And then it was the hard questions. You're not drinking? No, I'm not drinking. Any thoughts of hurting yourself? No, no thoughts of hurting myself. It's, it's just been a rough day. What are you going to do tonight? Is your wife home tonight? Are your kids? Yep, yep, yep. This guy cares enough to ask. And this is what we need to do with everybody, guys. We need to ask them these questions. These are hard questions. But do you want to hurt yourself? You know, so if someone comes to you even for social support or if you go to them for social support, know that these questions should be asked. Do you want to hurt yourself? Do you want to kill yourself? Are you drinking? Are you taking drugs? And who is going to be your actual support once you are home so that you are not by yourself? And that's why he was asking these questions. And it meant a lot to me that he was cared enough to ask these questions. Social support comes in a uh, very handy. Find your inner circle that you can talk to. Because guys, carrying this by yourself is not okay anymore. You don't have to. Don't ever feel that you have to. But with all of this, with your triggers, with what is triggering you, and how you're going to try to cope with it, we have to have a safety plan in place. So it's important to increase your awareness and triggers. It always is. And even, even the things that we went over, you know, right now that I that I've discussed with triggers. That's not all of them. Everyone is different. But we gotta have a, a safety plan in place. So some people, you know, might actually become triggered by trying to identify their triggers. That, that is always something that could definitely happen. So before you even try to take the steps to identify your triggers, you need to make, to make sure that safety plan is, is in place. And this is in case you experience some distress. Because when I called the guy that, that I was with all day today, that, that, that on that day, him and I were together all day long. When I called him, there was something that he that he that he said to me that really struck me today. You know, so him and I were talking about you know the help that I've received you know over the past like year and a half, uh, and you know all of that. And I said, well, yeah, of course. You know, I, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. You know, I was able to stop drinking. And, and all that stuff. And, you know, he's like, hey, did you reach out to them, to them today? Did you, you know, your, the therapist and the counselors that helped you get through this, did you reach out to them? And, and I said, well, no. You know, and he says, well, well, Tyler, it's easy to fix a flat tire that's not completely flat when you're able to just, Put a, put a plug in it 
and fill it back up with air. I said, you're right. He said, but man, it's a bitch to fix that tire once that tire blows out or is completely flat now, isn't it? I said, well, I guess, I guess you're right. You know, and he, he said, Tyler, you had so much damn pride going through what you went through that you didn't think that you needed to reach out for help. And where did it lead you? I said, well, Kenny, in, 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 you know, 2019, 2020, I was an alcoholic. <laughs> and, you know, he, he said, that's what I'm talking about. He's like, damn it, Tyler, you knew better than that. So why didn't you reach out for help sooner? And guys, this is, this is what we are trying to accomplish right now. That stigma, that pride is why I never reached out sooner. You know, and here we are three years later. I see a picture on Facebook that I could tell 100%, probably down to the second of when that picture was taken. Of the, of a, of a, of a scene that I was on on the worst day of my life. Sends me into an anxiety attack, a panic attack, and a 100% depressed hole today. Now, guys, even after you get help, this is still something we deal with. But it's learning to deal with these triggers, learning to identify what these triggers are going to be, and learning the ways to cope with them that will make our lives easier. You know, so in, in the few minutes after seeing that, after seeing that picture today, you know, and, and me completely zoning out, one of the things that I said in my letter that I learned I learned that it was okay to cry. We keep this stuff so bottled up for so long because it's not okay to talk about in everyday life that there are just times that being able to cry is really what you need. Guys, I cried so much today my eyes are swollen tonight. But that's okay. Because that's what we have to do. Sometimes that is just what we need. Know that throughout your day-to-day -day life, when you have had a traumatic event, there's going to be triggers. Know that it's okay. Also, no ways to cope with these triggers. Know what you need to get through them. Have your inner circle set with people that you can call. And know your safety plan. Know what you're going to do when this gets to you so much, there's nothing left that you can do. And, and, and know what that is. Have that plan set. Because I'm telling you, if you cannot regain control of what is going on, you need your people. You know, fix that flat tire before it's 100% flat. 
but don't just put a plug in it and keep going. Because what happens next? The plug fails. The tire gets another hole in it. This is these are things that we that we have to do for ourselves. Triggers are going to happen. It's okay. Together we'll get through this. If you guys have any questions, if you need to talk, you know, if you if you have questions on any triggers, any coping mechanisms for triggers, feel free to reach out to me. Instagram, Facebook, you know, both that help from the line. Or you can send emails to our email address, helpfromtheline at gmail.com. I'm always here to talk with anyone. Anyone that's going through this stuff, reach out. I mean, this is getting real with the mental health challenges that we face and the stigma that there is. I'm never going to sit here and, and tell you that I don't have problems of my own. That's why I'm sharing them with you. Because these are conversations that we need to openly have to change the status quo. Together, we will accomplish this. Thank you all for joining me. Have a good night.